Hej och välkomna till... No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I thought this was uh, your podcast, but it's actually mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back to Fika Time with Jenna. I have a special guest on today introducing... My husband, Max. Oh, hi everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm uh, 22 years old. I mm, work a as a bikini inspector at the that's local... That's disgusting. Okay, sorry. Are you actually going to tell us about yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, the gullible little husband uh, <laughs> of uh, Cirques of Cakes, and uh, yeah, that's it. Well, that was a terrible introduction, yeah. but um, thank you anyway. Yeah. So, welcome back to Fika Time with Jenna. We talked a little bit last week about what it was like going back to LA for the first time in a year, which was crazy, of course. Um, and this week, I'm going to talk about a few different things, and I wanted to bring in Max just to have someone to talk to, so I'm not talking to myself yeah, every to single here. week. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, so the first area of business is we need to talk about this trip we went on to Drammen, which is in Norway. We went to see Veronica Maggio perform, who is an amazing, I guess you could say a pop singer here yeah. in Sweden. Yeah. One of the biggest pop singers in Sweden, who went from indie to pretty mainstream, but she's very, very cool, I yeah. think. What do you, how did you learn about her? Uh, she, was, she played in Strömstad, uh, Strömstad, which is our town where we live, and uh, it was right after she had her breakthrough album, but the album hadn't come big yet. What year was that? 2007 or 8 or something like that. Okay. Is she from Stockholm or where is she from? No, uh, north of Stockholm. Okay. Uppsala, which oh. is like very close. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So when we first met, Max and I, he introduced me to one of her songs called Yo Komer. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was amazing. And I started listening to that album that that song is off of called Satani Gatan. Mm -hmm. And I really loved it. And I actually learned a little bit of Swedish from listening to that album. And I have you to thank for that. So, yeah. And now she's one of my favorite artists. I listen to her probably every day, especially after seeing her live because she was so good. Yeah. Um, so we went to Drammen. Which was infected by the coronavirus. Yeah, Drummond was infected by the coronavirus. Three active uh, uh, corona oh. guys. <laughs> well, hopefully girls. no one who caught it from them was at our show. No. But I was paranoid the entire time. Yeah. Um, but she put on a great set. And we, we spent only one night because it's only an hour and a half from where we live, right? So it was a very quick trip, but it was nice to get to walk around because um, I'd only been to Drummond once before. Uh, but you have family that come from Drummond, so you've been there many times. Yeah. Would you say it's a cute town, somewhere that people need to see when they're driving from not, Oslo not to Not necessarily, Sweden? but uh, no? it's, a, it's a cool town. I like it. <laughs> I think it's cute. I think if you're on the side where the water is, and yeah. you can see the mountains from both sides. If you're standing in the middle, you can see actually where the ski, slo <laughs> ski slopes oh. ski slopes are, um, which is something you can't see, definitely not in California. I mean, no. maybe in your, if you're in Big Bear or somewhere like that, but if you come from LA and you never go up north, then it's going to be pretty crazy to see. And I was just in awe the whole time. Yeah, It was so beautiful. Um, but Veronica is 
She just finished a tour in Norway, but she's going to be playing all around Sweden starting at the end of May. So for anyone who's listening who actually lives in Sweden, you should definitely go and see her yeah. at least once. I'd like to see her again if I could. Yeah. Um, if I can, because I just think she's so as much fun. As long as the corona doesn't spread. I know. I'm afraid to travel now. Yeah. We're living in corona times. Corona times. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's something we can get into another time as well. I feel like it's all people are talking about these days. Yeah. So I find it a little refreshing to talk about other things. The other thing I wanted to talk about today was not a lot of people who follow me on Instagram know that I used to be a personal assistant when I lived in LA. And when I say that, I feel like a lot of people might roll their eyes because it's probably seemingly very common for a person to work that kind of a job in Los Angeles. But I was one of those people. And you worked with a lot of celebrities. I did. I worked with a lot of people in the industry, too. I, I worked for some actresses, but I also worked for people whose parents had been celebrities in some facet. Oh. Um, so I met a lot of people, but it wasn't like you would think. It wasn't like I was around A-list actors or touring musicians all the time it wasn't i wanted to work for people like that but i ended up working for people who are actually more down to earth which was more my vibe anyway yeah um but one of those people i'm i'm never going to mention names just because i just feel like it's weird to do that you don't want to get sued probably i don't want to get sued i don't think this person would ever know that i had a little podcast where i mentioned them but i still think it's better to not name names but I worked for a really big real estate agent when I was in my early 20s, and it was my first job in that industry. And I found that job through Craigslist. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was kind of sketchy. Um, and when I took the job, it just seemed like a decent job. It was to help uh, someone living in Beverly Hills taking care of their dad who was sick. And the pay was like $15 an hour, and it was only part-time. And frankly, I had no other choice. <laughs> so, I mean, I had other choices, but it seemed like the best option. So, I got an interview, and I was a little scared because I didn't know if it was going to be at his house or if it was going to be at his office. And it turned out to be at his office, thank God. Mm. Um, so, I had the interview. Everything seemed fine. Um, I got the job, and next thing I knew, I was spending... That whole first month, just basically picking up different types of pies to bring, oh. bring to his dad. Because when you're terminally ill, all you want to eat is crap, because it doesn't matter what you do anymore. And he was obsessed with Marie Callender's. Mm. And they're, they're known for making pies. Oh, wow. So, I went like every day to pick up a giant apple pie or, you know, yeah. cherry or whatever flavor he wanted that day. Um, and I helped with making sure he had his medicine. I didn't administer it, but I picked it up from the pharmacy and I put it into his... Um, Wait, did you get pie from the pharmacy? No. No. I got pie from Recalendars. I got oh. his medicine from the pharmacy. Oh, I see. Was I not clear? Yeah, yeah you were. I was just... <laughs> I, was, I heard pharmacy and I thought pie and pharmacy. Like I wish prescription, you could. Like yeah. prescripted pies. Prescription pies. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a thing someday. Yeah. I would I would definitely want a prescription for pie. Yeah. Um, but I, I did that for like literally just 30 days, but it felt like I'd been there for a lifetime because when you're helping an old man who's sick and it's your, you know, you're new at a job, every day feels really long and scary. <laughs> um, but he was really sweet and he sadly passed away 
after that first month. Oh, wow. Um, so I thought, oh, I'm going to lose my job now because I was working for his dad, but then I worked for him. Oh. <laughs> and he was in the middle of moving to a new house. So the weird thing was when I started working for helping his dad, he was living in a house where it was really hard for his dad to get around because there were a lot of stairs. Yeah. So his terminally ill elderly father was living at his ex-wife's house <laughs> mm. but they shared kids so it wasn't really that weird but it was still a little bit weird to me yeah. um so anytime i went over to take care of him it was to his ex-wife's house and they had a good relationship so it wasn't ever awkward in that way but i don't know it's not really a normal thing yeah. is it not here no maybe not so um once i started working for the sun my first task was to clean out his just now passed away father's apartment mm. <laughs> who he hadn't been living in his apartment for like the past year oh, so wow. it was just it was like walking into a like a was it spooky it wasn't spooky it was, was but it, like it was cobwebs sad. and like scary music and like no. doors that went like Whoa. no but i did have one really creepy experience where i opened a cabinet and i wasn't quite tall enough to reach that top shelf so i just thought i would stick my little hand up there yeah And what I pulled out was a, a jar full of teeth. Oh. Yeah. No, not creepy at all. Oh. Um, <laughs> that that could have made you a millionaire, though. Maybe. I think uh, many of them were gold. Yeah, but, and also you know. the tooth fairy, you know. You could have put them in your glass. <laughs> do you do that in the U.S. or under your pillow? Yeah, you do do that, actually. In the glass yeah. or the pillow? Uh, under the pillow. Oh. Not in the glass. That could be dangerous if you knock your head into it when you're asleep and then the glass. No, but it's on the nightstand. Or you could knock it over onto the floor and then step on it in the morning. That's the way mine my no, mind works. No, no, but you're supposed to put it into a glass of water mm -hmm. in the nightstand. Because if the parents come in and they're going to have to search for the tooth under the pillow, it's like the kid could wake up and everything. So it's mm -hmm. just easier to take up the glass with water. I'm pretty sure most people I know would say it was under their pillow. Oh. But if anyone wants to counteract that and say yeah. they did it the other way, please let me know because I'm curious now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um... His father was a lawyer, so he had a lot of doc documents that could have been very important. But the son, who was now my real new boss, didn't instruct me. He just said, throw everything away. Oh, wow. And I was like, hmm, okay. Even <laughs> so, like photo albums and stuff like that? Or? There weren't a lot of... He took... So he made me meet him there the first day. Yeah. But he wouldn't let me come in um, at first. And I listened, and I could tell that he was like silently weep, like quietly weeping oh, on the other side of the door. Sad. So I had to be respectful. That's one thing that's so crazy about being a personal assistant. You're, re it's really personal. Like you see people in their worst moments. Yeah. You see them in their good moments. You're, they kind of trust in you to just be there. Maybe not say anything, but just be there, and and they know that you're not gonna like judge them because you're working for them and whatnot. So I was always just kind of like a quiet watching eye. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was sad. And, and so when I was there alone, I just tried to be thoughtful and I tried to sort things out that I thought he really would want to keep. But like 90% of it, I sent to Goodwill, like old books and, you know, furniture and stuff like that, that he would, the son who I worked for then would never want. Yeah. Because he was very rich and he only liked very expensive things. Yeah. So, um, Didn't so that, find any PlayStation games and Nintendos and stuff like that? Or? No, his dad was like pushing 80. So, I mean, not he could have played. Guy. 
not a Nintendo guy, oh. but I did find in one drawer, I found a bunch of printed out emails from, you know, you can write to women, on, girls on the internet. Like, yeah. I don't know, what they, are they mail order or are they... I don't know. Dating? How that, it was before, it was pre-Tinder. So it, was it was pre-Tinder, um, it was not an app. They couldn't have been, no. No. But it was from younger women who were like, hi, my name is Denise and I'm into this and I like uh. to go to the beach. And, and I was like, ooh, ew. <laughs> Sounds like a scam. It could have been a, many scams. Yeah. But either way, that was something he may have, you know, partook in. But yeah. But uh, that was another time where I was like, mm, I don't like that I'm having to go through all this stuff. I barely knew the guy. Yeah. Um. But once that part of the job ended, it got a little worse because the person that I worked for was just not a nice person to me. Uh. He, Kind of was at first, but I think he didn't have an easy time dealing with his father's death. So, like, for example, he would be generous in certain ways. Like, he would have me come to the office, and then I would have to go and pick up frozen yogurt for everyone in the office. But he never once asked if I wanted any. Wow. So, I would have to go and pick up frozen yogurt for, like, six people, but never, I never got to get any for myself. No, you're the yogurt go-getter. You're not the one who gets no, to enjoy the yogurt. I know. I know. Um, he also just didn't really talk to me very much. And um, it was hard to get a hold of him. I remember, like, the end of the week, it would be payday, and he wouldn't be anywhere to be found. And I would be like, okay, when am I going to get paid? So, I'd have to, like text him awkwardly and then meet him somewhere and he would have to like hastily write me a check and in that's a store thing that's uh, very different i feel from the u.s and sweden mm. here we get paid once every month yeah. and everybody gets paid on the same day the 25th mm. of every yeah. month but it's not like that in the u.s right no it, it can vary and also i worked under the table so it wasn't like there was a government Uh-oh. restricting it well Is the irs listening <laughs> no no um no, but I, but you know, I was young. I was 24 when I took that job, and I really needed money. Yeah. And it was kind of easy because I was just working from his home, and I could be alone for most of the day. And I could, if I needed to, I could go and grab something. I wasn't like stuck at a desk or anything. But when he wanted something, I had to just. That was my top priority. And I actually let go, got let go eventually. I think I worked for him for almost two years. Yeah. Um, and I got let go because I got really sick. And he didn't like that I was too sick to come and help him, his girlfriend, move. Yeah, his girlfriend at oh, the time. Wow. And I was like, hmm, that's fine. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy, actually. I, I, by the end, I could not stand that job but i will say the one cool thing that happened was he was assigned to sell the house that michael jackson died in yeah so i got to go and show it to people who were wanting to look at it and it was only a year after he died too so it felt very fresh like oh he kind of like just died in this house yeah um and i remember he asked me to go and turn all the lights on and open all the doors, which is what you do when you're doing a house showing. Yeah. And usually you have like a paper that shares all the details of the house, the square footage and, you know, all the breakdowns of everything. Yeah. I don't remember if I ever had that, but I remember I had to show it to the consulate of Kuwait. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I knew it would be like a bunch of dudes and me in a giant haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That had once been inhabited by Michael Jackson. So, yeah. I was terrified. 
I did not like the idea of being alone in a big house like that, showing anyone around. Well, so I, ghosts aren't real, no. so <laughs> there's no real danger there. That wasn't why I was scared. It was because oh. I would have been alone with a bunch of men. Oh. And that just freaks me out. So I asked Allison if she would meet me. She, by the way, had lived in, been living in Silver Lake at the time. This was Beverly Hills, Bel Air, kind of like. We yeah. drove by it. Oh, yeah. When we did the Starline tour, remember that? Yeah. Um, and I asked her to come and meet me, and she she got there so fast. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'll be there right away. So she came, and I'm pretty sure I probably wasn't allowed to do that, but I f- didn't feel safe without having someone there. No. So that was very smart of me. Yeah. And, um, and she came, and we walked around the house um, after before i did the meeting um i think during the meeting she just kind of made herself scarce while i showed them around and it didn't last very long it was maybe like 10 minutes or something um and i remember seeing like sweaters in the closet of the room that he had died in and it felt very preserved and i think they did that on purpose because they really wanted someone to buy it buy that house yeah um, and he only rented it, so it did still look exactly like it did when he was living yeah. there. Um, he had a theater room where, you know, you can watch movies. Yeah. And the ceiling looked like, like, you know, when you go to Vegas to the Venetian and it and the sky looks like it's painted. Like oh, the yeah. Sky, that's how it looked. Like it, the forum shops at Caesars Palace. Yep. Right? When mm-hmm. it looks like it's outdoors. Yeah. So uh, that's yeah. what he did. So it still looked like that. Wow. And I could tell it was totally him written all over it because I knew he was obsessed with Las Vegas and whatnot. So, and I think he probably stayed there when he would go to Vegas when he wasn't yeah. like renting a house in Vegas. So I remember being like, oh, this is so cool <laughs> and weird. Yeah. Um, of course, this was all before that documentary came out last year. Yeah. Um, we don't need to get into that. But, no. but at the time, it was a very weird experience to be in this house that was famously known for his him dying there. Yeah. Um, and he had only was, li- lived in it for a year. Was there a lot of paparazzis around the, the house at all? Not by that point, but they had like 10 security cameras in the kitchen oh, at all wow. times so that you could see. Because I remember my boss said to me, when you leave, you need to make sure that there's nobody out there because they could sneak in. Yeah. So you need to watch the cameras and make sure there's not a single person driving by. So I had to like stand there and watch it until it was just nobody. That's cool. Like a little secret agent spy mm, type work. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So there were Starline tours and stuff like that that would go by. So I had to make sure that I was quick yeah. and fast. Swift. That's cool. So that was probably the most prolific experience I had. <laughs> prolific probably isn't the right word for it. It was no. probably the most interesting um, and he was friends with a lot of celebrities. I remember one time he was going to show a house to someone and I had to go and prepare the house first. Yeah. But he said, if they come when you're still here, you're not allowed to look at them. You have to look down. What? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Who was this goddess I have, person? I have no... I, w- I kept thinking, is it like... Ryan Seacrest? No. No? I said female. Oh. Yeah. Um, I kept thinking, is it like, who would, who would say you can't look at them? I oh, think Madonna. Madonna? I think she had that in one of her contracts when she played mm, a festival yeah. in Europe that no one was allowed to, to look at her. <laughs> well, it could have been her. I, I had speculations, but of course, how would I have really known? So, well, Who do you I, think it is? I thought maybe it could be Mariah Carey or something, but oh. I don't think she's like that. I, I don't, don't think. I mean, I don't really know, but... 
I wondered about it for a while longer than I probably should have. Yeah. Um, so I'll never know. No. Do you have you ever wondered about what it's like to work for someone like the way I did? Not really, actually. <laughs> I've never. I, I well, I've wondered how it is to work for like famous people, like you have too. Not, yeah. Not so much a, a real estate agent. <laughs> well, he thought he was a celebrity. Oh. There are a lot of people out there like that, and I met a lot of people like that. So yeah. I just would roll my eyes and think, "Haha, they're ridiculous." Yeah. Um, but I did work for a few people who I actually was a little bit starstruck by, and I can't say who, but there was one person I worked for for literally one day. It was like a trial, and I'm really glad it didn't work out because it just wasn't the right match, but that was that was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> they cooked me food that was really good, though, Yeah, that, that person. But um, I wouldn't recommend this job. It was to- Guy Fieri. <laughs> it had to be. It was a woman, actually. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> not a Food Network star. No. Well, no. Um, but I wouldn't recommend this, this job to everyone just because you start to feel sometimes like you're not a person, you're just a mule. Yeah. <laughs> That's doing things for someone, maybe things that aren't really very important in the real world. Yeah. Um, and it just feels a little bit sad. But then there are other times where I I worked for one family that I just adored, and I still talk to them, and they're amazing, and their kids are wonderful, and... We invited them to the wedding even. They couldn't yeah. come. But um, but there are definitely those connections that are made by having those jobs. Yeah. And without that first job, I don't think I would be the person I am today. And I wouldn't have the integ- like the drive for working yeah. and the type of c- like customer service um, energy that I have if it wasn't for that job. Because I was so young and so eager to please him and be a good worker and to do well. And I was also scared of him. So I worked really hard and I learned through that, that, okay, some of it's ridiculous, but it's a job and, and people need to work. And if they're, if they're able to have a good opportunity, you have to take it, seize it and just do the best job you can. So even though I did not like that person and I still don't like that person, I'm grateful that I had that job. Because I think I learned a lot about myself and I grew from it. Yeah. But I once went on an interview to work for possibly a really big, um, a big actress. Yeah. Or at least she was big at the time. And I remember... If if I guess the name correctly, will you reveal it? Yeah, but you're not going to. Okay. I just know, I know you. Okay. (laughs) Was she a big TV star or a movie star? Both. Both? No, we're not playing this game. Oh, come no, on. No, 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 no. Wait, no. wait. Can, I, can you say yes or no to another question? Yeah, one more. Was she blonde? No. Okay, okay so she we're was done. a brunette that was big in TV and movies. Yeah. Okay. Can you just let me okay. continue? Did, did she have freckles? No. Okay. <laughs> Who are you even thinking of? I don't know. No. Um, but the. So the reason why I was able to get these interviews and these jobs was because I was basically a client for agencies on the other side. Like I was the person they would go to if they felt like we were a match and then they would set me up on interviews and I could potentially work for that person. And they were really fun because I never knew who I was going to go on an interview for until I got accepted for the interview because of course, you know. Did you like hope for someone? Because they wouldn't tell you, right? I did. 
I always hoped that I could work for Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, that was number one? No, but that wasn't. I never worked for her. No. But, I, but I wanted to. And there was once a time where I was pretty sure that the ad I saw was to work for her. Oh. But it was too far from where I lived. And I was oh. like, no, that would never work. But who was number two on your list on your little wish list? I didn't have, I didn't really have one. Oh. I was very open. I, I I think I preferred to work for someone more down to earth. Like I didn't want to work for someone who was going to be gone 24 hours a day no. because I didn't want to live that lifestyle and I wasn't no. prepared to. But what if Tom Hanks needed a personal assistant? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would have done that, but I feel like he's more grounded to LA. Yeah. He, doesn't he have a production studio here? Playtone? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, someone who's more or less in LA most of the time, I think I would have been like, okay. Yeah. But if it was someone who was always, always gone, it's very grueling. And I know people who have been nannies and assistants to people like that. And it's not all that it's cracked up to be at all. No. You really lose yourself. You don't ever feel like you get to have your own life. Travel and seems fun. Travel around. If you're with an, like a big band or an artist or something like that. Uh, it could be. It depends on the kind of person that you're with. It could be someone who is really nice. Or it could be someone yeah. who's evil who doesn't care about anybody but themselves. So you just kind of get lucky, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this, let me get back to the interview. Yeah. So the interview that I had was at the top of a hotel, very expensive hotel, kind of near the one that you stay in with your dad when you would come to West Hollywood before oh. we met near that, but not that hotel. Okay. And they didn't tell me if I was meeting with the person or the person's spouse. Okay. <laughs> of course, it was the spouse, so it wasn't as exciting. But the interview ended up being in like a room that wasn't used for anything. It was just for like storage. So it was basically I was sitting interviewing with the spouse of this person. This very famous person. I mean, I don't know if everyone knows who they are, but I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would. No, um, we could say it's one of the most famous people on earth. No. Let's just say it's because uh, that would be better for your <laughs> okay. for your listeners. One of the most famous people on earth. Yeah. Um, but actually, the spouse was famous in their own way too, an athlete. Oh. Um, but was I it Michael Phelps. No. Oh. Um, but we ended up talking about food the whole time because oh. we both really liked food. I was like, "Yeah, I love foodies." Like, "Oh, you're a foodie. I'm a foodie." And we just talked about places we liked in LA. So that was kind of weird. Yeah. So I always think you're, back. Do you remember to the, what his favorite place was? No. You don't? <laughs> I don't. You don't remember any of his places? I do not. Oh. No, no. I think we mostly talked about the type of food that we liked. Oh. What so. was his favorite type of food then? I think he said tacos. Tacos? Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. I can stand behind that. But I couldn't really tell you anything else. I just remember being like, all right, this sounds like usually halfway through, I would something would hit me and I would go, mm, this isn't really for me. But I would always end it with, oh my God, I would love this job. Yeah. Because I tried to take every opportunity because when you work in this field as an assistant, the jobs kind of come and go sometimes. You can be there and then all of a sudden they don't need you anymore, like if you're helping with kids, yeah. stuff like that, who get older and then they don't need you, you know. So I just was grateful for anything, but I never wanted to work for someone also who had really small kids because I just didn't feel like I could do it. No. Um, so that was another one. Um, I mean... I wish I could say there were more that were a little more interesting, but I always felt like every day was more exciting. Yeah. Because I was always doing something fun. Yeah. Or funny. 
we're just weird. Yeah. <laughs> Most fun would be for me probably to work for some big artist. No, not artist, but but like a big actor. Mm. And I would be like, if anyone have seen the show Entourage on HBO, yeah, I would be like one of the guys in that Entourage. Oh my God. I used to see one of them all the time in LA. Which one? Um, the main one. Vince. Oh, Vince. Yeah, yeah, I used to see him all over. I once saw him at a party. Yeah. Um, in Los Feliz or Silver Lake. And he he was standing at the table where the desserts were. And of course, like when I go to a party, that's where you can find me yeah. is with the desserts. And he picked up a strawberry that was like dipped in chocolate, but it was very dark. So I, I think this is why he didn't understand. Yeah. But he was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, uh, I think it's a chocolate dipped strawberry. Yeah. And he was like, oh. Yeah, and that was like our whole conversation. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, it was very riveting. That was the worst <laughs> conversation I ever heard about in my life. Well, at least I wasn't fangirling like anybody no. else would do. I was literally like, it is a chocolate dip strawberry, yeah. are you serious? And then another time, I think there was like a fire. There have been, you know, fires over the years in LA. Yeah. And this one particular time, around the time that I saw him everywhere, was when I lived in Silver Lake. Oh. And I had to leave my apartment to, like, check out how bad the smoke was. And when I walked outside, he literally was walking past my building in front of me. And I was like, what the? Did you say anything? No. Why could have w- said you're smoking or something. <laughs> but he's not. No, but no. still. I could have been like, hey, did you have- enjoy that chocolate dipped strawberry? No. Yeah. No. Remember me? I was in the dark saying it, <laughs> telling you it was a strawberry. You would have never known that it was a s- strawberry chocolate no. thing no. if it wasn't for me. No. Um, I'm pretty sure those were the only two times I ever saw him. Yeah. I think I saw him in a car once, maybe two. Yeah, driving down Los Feliz Boulevard, I saw him in a car. So I've seen him three times. Oh. I feel like if you live in LA, if you see one celebrity twice, then it becomes a game. Like, oh, Oh. am I going to see them again? And then you start counting. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I used to do that. I think I saw Kirsten Dunst like three or four times in the span of like a couple of years, a long time ago. That's cool. So... Yeah. yeah, but I'm, what, I'm, what I was saying was like I don't don't want to be a douchebag in Entourage, but just uh, the the thing of going to like movie sets and doing all that seems pretty cool. See how movies yeah. are made and well, I worked the family that I worked for that I love. Um, I did get to go to a movie set once for for one of their movies, and it was very exciting. I love movie studios. I think they're so much fun. Yeah, growing up in LA and going to Universal Studios and going on the backlot tour was always really exciting to see like oh what are they filming today oh, yeah. and and I did go to film camp I went to Universal um, uh, New York Film Academy yeah. so I spent two summers on the lot making little movies what and were I the would... movies called that you made oh my god I can't remember what was it about um I, one of them I shot it where they filmed the uh, was it about a strawberry chocolate getting dipped? <laughs> no. No. One of them was on the lot of the Jim Carrey movie, the Christmas one. Uh, Grinch? Grinch, yeah. Oh. The, the Whoville. Yeah. I remember being like, oh my God, I need to film something here. I don't know what it's going to be and I don't care. I just want to film. Yeah. So I think I brought in a friend of mine and just had them walking around and I put music to it. So it was like an experimental yeah. music video. Made it a little artsy. Yeah. Um, so that was one. And then I made, the year before that, I made one with an actual plot. It was about someone having a really bad day. Oh. Like they got 
like a bird pooped on their head or they oh, wow. <laughs> they tripped and fell. Like yeah. I tried to be a little comedian, but I don't think that there was oh, any you were really acting? No, I, I oh. never acted. No, that's not true. I acted in a few of them. Oh. That one, I hired someone. Hired? Did you pay them? No, we were we were allowed to use other people on our crew as yeah. an actor yeah. or one of the people who was like a counselor, you know, like a teacher. Yeah. We had one named Hal who we really, Allison and I did it together and we really liked Hal. We thought Hal was super cool. Yeah. Um, so I used him sometimes. There's another guy named like Santiago or something like that. I can't remember. There were a few people who we always used because, well, they were nice and they wanted to help us out. Um, it was rarely me. I just like to direct. I also was lazy and I didn't want to have to cast people. So sometimes I would be in it only because I didn't want to find oh. someone. <laughs> because you had a book you could go through of people who they used. Oh, wow. Like actually working actors who had nothing better to do than to be in film students' uh, movies. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean... Maybe some of them you could have used just like famous today, like really famous. I don't think so. Why not? Well, one of them, the one that was on set in Whoville, starred um, my old friend Kirkpatrick, who I haven't talked to in years, but he's um, in a band called Spindrift. And they do like spaghetti Western music that's really cool and fun. And he was in that one. Oh. I really don't remember anybody else. It was just people who were in my group, in my film class. Okay. So no, no one famous, sadly. No, no but like... He wasn't famous back then. He was nobody, but now he's famous. No, years he later. Was, I mean, I'm he, just talking about him. I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. other people in that yeah. book or whatever. Um, no, because those were just people I went to film camp with. Oh, I thought you had like you said real actors. In they the book. other people did, but what? as I said, I was too lazy to go through those books. No, but if you went through the books, do you think you would have found people yeah, that I, was yeah. not famous at the time but are famous now? I think maybe I could have. I'm oh. going to actually ask um, some friends that I, you know, were with in that class then. Because maybe I have a bad... Did you just drop your wedding ring? No. But anyway, I think it might be time to go. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Has this been fun? I, this yeah. is so great not having to talk to myself the whole time. Yeah. So I hope you'll come back and do more of these with yeah. me. Yeah. Just hope I'm entertaining enough for... <laughs> For the listeners. If you guys think he's entertaining enough, no, please no. let us know. I don't want to know. Yes, I, know I do. No. <laughs> anyway, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already to Fika Time with Jenna, this podcast right here, yeah. and follow me on Instagram at Circus of Cakes. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.